Opinions expressed on ACB Media are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect the views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. And welcome to Tech Talk for the uh, this Tech Wednesday Talk. Tech Talk. Show. I did it. What, at, what do you? What, you want to start over, Larry? <laughs> welcome to Main Menu, <laughs> and thank you all for being with us. I'm glad to have someone here to keep me honest. Yeah, man. Oh, man. Holy mackerel! I, 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 we, we time warped back two days. We did. Something. What's going we, on? I don't know, man. But it's it's funny. I was looking thinking about something else, and that's what came out of my mouth. Yeah, welcome to Main Menu Live, everybody. It's uh, it's Wednesday night right here on uh, AC Media Mainstream, and we've got quite a crew with us tonight. Uh, Larry's evil twin, John, will be uh, coming back from the Disney Funny Farm uh, soon. So not yet. Joining us. Soon, yeah. is, is he already home yet? Nope, not yet. Not yet. Not huh? yet, no. So the Uber is making him late. And, uh, and Jason, are you well formed today, Jason? I am. All is well. For oh, the most good, part. good, good, okay. good. Okay, well, that's 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 excellent. Little little geeky humor there. It's it's been a while since we said thank you. By the way, as we acknowledge Jason, who uh, brought us our opener and closer. Did did you did you actually appropriate that from somebody, or did you actually write it? I I added things to it, but I appropriated it from Andre Louis. Got his permission. He said absolutely fine. Oh, how cool! And, uh, he did a great job with the with the piece, he, and then I just did. added some melody and some oh. little effects at the beginning. I think, uh, yeah, so. and at the end too, you did a yeah. little bit of a fling. Oh at yes, the end I of, did a little thing. Yeah. Yep, that's yeah. right. I love that. that. That's my that's my one. I want to start walking a lot faster. I, <laughs> I on my, um, yeah, I loaded it. I loaded it on my iPhone. That's how awful. It did is. you? Wow. Uh, that's how. Great. That's how dedicated I am for to Jason. So, well, we're here, and, and wow. Jason got us on the air tonight. He, yes, he uh, did all the technical wizardry tonight because I was running late. So, thank you, Jason. Uh, yep, absolutely, oh, man. We love You're you. Welcome. Love you too. So, so you know, so Larry, so you, you know about Apple Viz, right? Yeah, yeah. So, site for you know all things related to Apple, right? And, and you can find the podcasts, and you can find articles and forums and all kinds of cool stuff, huh? Absolutely. W- wouldn't it be interesting if we had something like that for for Windows? Gosh, I, I can hear an introduction coming. I, I, I know. It's amazing, isn't it? Isn't and, it, though? For a guy that works at Microsoft, imagine yeah. that, right? <laughs> <laughs> and I promise I did not... Uh, it, this is not a Microsoft-sponsored ad. Although it might... Anyway, so... Uh, Longtime friend of uh, of of mine and and to uh, to ACB from many 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 moons ago, right, Michael? Michael Loff is here. Welcome aboard, sir. Oh, welcome. Glad to be back on the air. I, I know you you were here back in what nineteen ninety nine two thousand or something. Yeah, two thousand one. Yes, on yeah, interactive. Twenty one years ago, mm. did some contributions for you're the now legal. Media, Jonathan Mosen. <laughs> you're now legal. You're you're that happened twenty one years ago. So you're what? now legal. I'm legit. Yes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you know, tip one for us. Yep. So, yeah. So, so tell us a little bit about you first before we get into mm. your, your, uh, your newest project, which I think is exciting. In fact, I've uh, been 
been looking at that site over the last week here. So tell us awesome. a little bit about what's going on with you. Okay. Well, my name is Michael Lauf. It's L-A-U-F, loud and usually funny, or so I want to think. Um, but uh, yeah. my background is uh, I have a degree in radio television broadcasting, and we worked for nine years in commercial radio before automation came onto the scene uh, from 84 to 93. So we're showing our age there. Uh, we oh, did 18 years self-employed in the DJ service, doing weddings and uh, parties, class reunions, high school proms, homecoming dances, all that cool stuff. Uh, worked uh, about the same, about 18 years with the Tri-State Better Business Bureau in Evansville, assisting consumers having difficulty with transactions with businesses, uh, a lot of advocacy, did some uh, public speaking, a little bit of a mediation uh, we did some weekly segments on Fox 7. Uh, so oh, a lot wow, of fun. I didn't even know that. Yeah, I, I do have those uh, archived, so might have to wow, put those that, on the that, web sometime. Now, now, did you do tech stuff on, on those, or what'd you do? No, that was business uh, kind of tips or consumer tips. Okay. And okay. what was cool about those is my boss didn't want me to be totally ad-lib, so I had a Braille script, so it showed me reading braille notes on television so okay so, so braille with really, a capital b yeah there you go so are, so are you really proficient at reading braille and and being able to to you know similar there's, i uh i'm pretty good at it but not nearly as great as say someone like jonathan mosen or or others <laughs> no i'm not of that caliber wizard. i have to rehearse yeah. it i have to look it over yes exactly otherwise it'll trip me thing. up yeah i have to do the same thing yeah Interesting. Now, tell us a little bit about. I, I never asked you about this before, but you know, this is interesting that you that you bring up your your um, you know, work in radio back in 1984. So, what what kind of, the, of technology were you? I, I assume you were blind then, right? Yes, blind since birth. Right. So, so what was that like from a technology perspective? We're kind of reminiscing a little bit. What okay. Like well, you know, the biggest tool that I use then, and I still have, I don't use it too much today, but I still hold on to it is the Opticon because that is Just what I used to that. Yes. I used that to read the logs that told me what commercials to play, you know, at 20 after and 10 before the hour. So they don't have, they didn't have that digitally in 1984. Uh, no computers came on the scene kind of near the end of my radio tenure. Well, they had one computer uh, that actually generated the logs. Okay. And I got a machine, I think, in 89, and I used it when I became music director. Uh, but no, we didn't actually run the radio station with a computer. Only during my last few months there, uh, when they automated it and they switched, we were a top 40 format. We played CDs and, and vinyl, you know, albums, but the new folks call it vinyl. And uh, so yeah. <laughs> you, you have to clarify that. <laughs> yes. they, went, they went real country from Tempe, Arizona. Uh -huh. And uh, you probably know that area. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Uh, well. So, so that was a, a real transition. But yeah, we got to do it when it was still live. And if you made a mistake, you know, there was no going back. So you had to just keep moving forward. But it was a, it was a very fun time. I learned a lot doing that. Uh, the last four years, I was music director, and the last two years of that nine, I was program director, which I mean, I was responsible for choosing the personnel, the on-air staff, and working with the sales team, wow. which wow. was fun. So, I learned a lot from that. Many of those skills I use today. Between that and the Better Business Bureau, they all kind of helped me do the work that I do now. Yeah. And then you do website work, too, right? You're, you're yes. doing a bunch of uh, website development work as well now? 
Yes, yeah, so I've been doing websites for the last 10 years. I've been writing web pages by hand since the late 90s, but in the last 10 years, uh, I've been building sites mainly with WordPress, but we also are doing more Drupal as of late. Yeah. And uh, we do some uh, for the affiliates, ACB states, uh, Indiana and Minnesota, as well as the uh, attorneys, AAVIA. Mm-hmm. So nice. uh, we, we enjoy that. That's uh, a and lot then, of fun. And then you ran Serotalk, right? For for a number of years. Yeah, I started the Serotalk project and did the, the podcast uh, for the first three years from November of 2008 through October of 2011. And also did content for that network uh, dating uh, all the way back to like 2003 or so up till 2011. So yeah, yeah we were involved boy. in that project. Yeah. I, think, I think that podcast feed's still around if people want to. Go back and listen to archives of that, so you can find an old Michael Loft uh, MP3 file there. Good. Yeah, I, I kept them, and it's, it's interesting to go listen to some of the tech news from you know twelve oh, years that ago. That it is, <laughs> because back then, one thing I was I talked a lot about was self-driving autonomous vehicles, mm-hmm. and you see, it's I think we're, it will happen before still- I die. I had dreams as a kid, and I always said I back then, and I still say it today. Yeah, one one challenge is to have a vehicle drive you to the location. Another is finding the door, but uh, yeah, there you yeah. go. I was going to say, yeah. we're now getting to the point now where I think the last 30 feet is going to be what we're needing now. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Very, very interesting. So you've got a very, very interesting past and, uh, and you're, are you, are you're semi-retired now, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Now that could change, I suppose, but I am semi-retired. I built a website. Then I started this project. Uh, it, it was a hobby. I've been collecting, accessible windows software really when i started with serotech and uh so the last 12 years or about 10 years ago 2012 i built a website lawware.com l-a-u-f-w-a-r-e.com and i'd had this idea for a while last year or so why don't i just make this stuff available to the public i'm collecting it i just need to go through and update a few things and write some descriptions more detailed what the software does so i did that and launched it on march 31st of this year and oh, um, right, it's been so, around about a, about a, about a month now, right? Almost a month. Yeah, for the mainstream. Like I said it's been there ten years. I know. I remember seeing people from Microsoft come by back in 2012, 2013 and that's interesting. Uh, yeah, yeah. I had about one hundred visits a day there for a while, and then it kind of died off. But uh, we relaunched it on March thirty first, and what we have is about thirty categories of software, and. Uh, you know, we have audio players and web browsers and email and specific pages for Google and Microsoft services and mm-hmm. editors, everything from Office to the Google tools to some of my favorite Notepad++ and just different editors. And one thing I launched, actually, it was a comment I got on the very first day was, what about keyboard shortcuts? And so that was the next thing that I added right after we went live. And I have shortcuts for, I think right now, 52 programs. And that is so helpful. Certain apps like Teams, you know, when you look at it, it's not quite intuitive to me. And I think some to understand really how to use it. And those keyboard shortcuts are really helpful until you get your head around how it works and have some meetings with other people and kind of see it in action. So we've been very excited about that. But a few of the highlights of the websites include, uh, we have a section called Portable Apps. It's 50 software programs that you don't have to install first. So the benefit of that is you can test them out, see if you like what they do. And even better, perhaps, is the ability to copy them on a USB drive if you need to go work on someone else's computer. And you really don't want to install something. How many 
I don't know if any of you ever ruined a machine installing window eyes on it. <laughs> I remember doing that to my brothers on Thanksgiving. Um, but, you know, so you can take a portable version of NVDA, get in there, do what you got to do. Uh, so there's a lot of cool software there. I've also made a software top 40. So uh, some of oh, my that's favorite new. programs. I didn't see that uh, when I was looking at the site. So that must be a new thing. Uh, yeah, the I think software it's top 40. Yeah, it, it's just called, right, the soft tops. It's called top software. Okay. Now on the website, I call it top 40 because there are 40 programs uh, okay. on there. So uh, those are all my faves. There's about three. I might not have put there otherwise, but I know they are very popular among the blind community. So I included them. But so those are kind of the best of the best. If you don't really want to sift through all the categories and you just kind of want to see at least what Michael off thinks is some of the great innovative software yeah. uh, that you can find out there. And in another area, we have uh, podcasts. And those not really software podcasts, but they are of interest to the blind and low vision community. And I think mm -hmm. there's about 36 there right now, including main menu, of course. Uh, so you can go there if you just want to find out what other folks are doing in, in terms of podcasts and listen to, I have nothing like Jeff there. I don't know how many thousand podcasts uh, you have in your feed, but I haven't received that from you to sift through that. See, let's see here. <clears throat> I'll, I'll, I'll keep, keep entertaining us because I'll tell you here in a minute. how many. Oh, okay. So, but, but some of our categories include audio video players. So if you need to get a version of Winamp or VLC, which has become really popular, or even there's a, a piece of software for doing radio, you can find that there. Uh, I have a couple programs under backup software. I think Jeff and I both use a very awesome program. I assume you still do called Image for Windows. I do. I love it's, that. It's software. the, the go-to product, actually. It's, uh, it it's is. accessible that, that is, and it's wonderful. It is. And you can even clone between, you know, Intel and AMD machines. And it's just an amazing piece of software. Most importantly, to back up your software, because it's not a question of if, but when that hard drive is going to fail. So you need to have something backed up. So you have all your programs and settings and everything ready to go, especially if you're in business or really just using your computer for anything more than just browsing the web. You know, if you're paying bills and you just need to have that. So uh, we have a broadcasting page. So if you need to learn about IceCast or Station Playlist Studio, as I know mm -hmm. many folks uh, use, uh, we have a browsers page where I have the five browsers, what's called the Chromium family. Uh, so if you. So Brave, Chrome, <laughs> Edge. Yeah, Brave, Opera, Chromium, Chrome, Edge. And of course, the sixth one would be Firefox. So I mm -hmm. advise people to have at least one from the Chromium family and then maybe Firefox as well so that you. You don't have everything covered there. And uh, I haven't really played with Edge that much. I know you have that immersive reader that some folks really love. And yeah, you got some good. new voices going on there. So it's really cool stuff. Yeah. And we got, uh, and we got new voices on the desktop too. In so, 10 or still 11? You got to go to Windows 11. 11? In 11. Okay, right. 11, so yeah. hmm. yep. I, I'll have to make that jump. I kind of uh, am waiting, I think, for the fall release. Oh, okay. Uh, but while I, you know, there's something, I guess, uh, TPM or something I have to turn on my machine to make it work. But yes, it's anyway, in the, probably in the BIOS. Yes. Yeah. It's something I got to get in the BIOS to do. Yep. Um, but uh, so we also have CD and DVD. So if you still need software to burn discs. So DVD audio extractors on that list, is it? Uh, actually, it's not. Is that still made? I need to go back and. It, it is. It, you know, it's hard to find it, though. So I'll, I'll, uh, I, I'll, I'll shoot you a link. I appreciate that. Yeah. And, yeah. And before I forget. As it's easy to do once you turn 60. I have a software submission page, and I hope the folks listening will submit <laughs> you your go. favorite software because I just you know, ask about that. There's just so much stuff that 
either I just don't know of just being one person, or maybe I've heard of it and just forgot to include it because it's not in my workflow of things that I use and have installed on my desktop. I think I have 42 programs alphabetized on my desktop. <clears throat> wow. Okay. So have you thought about expanding this to other platforms as well, other than Windows, or are you wanting to keep it sort of centric to, to that and maybe getting submissions from others to, to expand it or adding forums, for example, to be able to talk about you know, pieces of software similar to what Apple Viz is doing? I'd like to do that. I hadn't really thought about Apple Viz only because I figured that that market's already covered. And as sure. one person, it's going to be a challenge to go on and do other operating systems. So yeah, mainly, mainly because they have that covered. I'm not saying I wouldn't do it, but again, that's where if I developed a network of other people who are interested in the same thing that I am, and putting together resources and documenting, you know, testing software and doing reviews. And I would love to, but probably my next ones would be, I've had requests, more than one request for Android, which is something I'm interested in diving more into. I do have a, a tablet from the brand called On uh, that runs 11 on it. And uh, I am looking at Linux and it's something I'll talk about because on my website, I have a radio page. Uh, which right now does two things. It uh, fulfills a need of blind folks who love their weather radios. And again, I'm not going into police scanners and stuff because that's really just covered better with iOS apps and they change a lot uh, because there's a lot of hobbyists doing that. But we also have what's called software defined radio. And what that is, is these are radios. You actually can tune them. They're located throughout the world. And a lot of people are going to that webpage. Oh, that's interesting. Yes. Uh, so this is not like... Um like replay AV and, and that we used to use. And um, what's the other one? Shoot. Uh, on Windows, the one that you can record streams. Um, oh, help, help me, Larry. It's, it's blind. I, I know what you're talking about. Can't replay? Uh, Is it the replay one? It's That's an older one. No, that's old. But that's old. But, but the, I, I didn't include replay because when I went to the website, they said they're coming out with a new version, but. It's not out yet. There's something replacing replay. John, what do you uh, say? Oh, really? That's what they say. And I don't know how long that's been huh. there. So yeah, John, I'm, I'm, uh, John's trying to say something, but he's muted still. The Tappen? Yeah, Tappen Radio. Oh, yes. Tappen Radio. I do have a link to that. But right now yeah. I have it under the audio players. I can put that in the radio. Because right now the radio is more of a test project. It's more receiving. Uh, but no, these, these are actual terrestrial radio. I mean, these are literally radio receivers where someone has it connected to, uh, you know, an outside antenna. Right now, they're primarily like AM and shortwave, like below 30 megahertz. So I would love to find FM. I would love to go to other markets. Uh, but these have, most of them seem to be run on Raspberry Pi and Linux and maybe Mac. That's one area that Windows doesn't, I mean, you can listen to them in Windows, but actually, if you want to run a radio, I don't see too much in that window space. So my hesitation right now is trying to find accessible software, but I would love to program one and let people listen to radio in this area because I kind of live between cities and I'm a little more rural now, which actually is a pretty good reception where I am, but people are loving that radio page. It's uh, but a few other, I'll highlight a few other interesting software that I think people might want to know about. One is our editors page where you have things like the, the powerful notepad plus plus editor, but also one, uh, for those of you who do Braille translation or need OCR in your windows, if you have a scanner, and it's called Biblos, B-I-B-L-O-S. And um, this is from Italy. So there's two pieces of software. You install one that's your actual editor and does your Braille transcription. 
and then one for the OCR, but it does work. And that is one way that you can scan documents and you can even convert them directly to Braille if they come out good enough or do any editing, clean them up. So if any of you are doing Braille transcription work, it could be a very useful tool for you. So I encourage people to take a look at that if they like. Uh, we have a page for file converters. So if you are into needing to change one audio format to another, audio or video. We have both of those listed in there. And I have a video page because there's a lot of interest, a lot of blind folks dabbling in video, uh, making YouTube videos, or maybe they're recording their screen with screen sharing software. Again, another category if they want to share or teach someone how to use a piece of software. So we got file management where you can find your Dropbox and, and Google and Microsoft tools, you know, OneDrive, whatever you need in that space. Uh, I have a games page, which I added by request, but I'm not a gamer. So I say right up front to, uh, if you have questions, ask the respective websites. But there's eight websites because yeah. there's a lot of blind games still floating around out there. Yeah. Audiogames.net seems to be the top one, right? I think so. Yeah. I yeah that's a very so. popular one. So yeah, I'm looking awesome, on your, sorry, go ahead. I said we have some awesome MP3 tools. Uh, a couple that I really like. They're one called MP3 Tag Studio. Because how many times you get MP3s that are not tagged correctly? What this thing does is you can either, if the file names are correct and the tags aren't, you can create tags based on the file names or vice versa. If it has accurate tags, but wrongly labeled file names, you can change it. Uh, so that's a nice tool to clean up your MP3 collection. And oh, I got neat. tools to normalize the volume as well. So, uh, so I'm looking at your editors page here and I, and I don't see TextPad on this list. Do you know about Te TextPad? No, I don't. You're going to have to submit to me two or three there, Jeff. I'm not I know. With that one. So TextPad is from Helio Software, textpad.com. And uh, it's quite accessible. And it's got uh, lots of features in it. It's, it's strictly a text editor. So mainly, you know, .txt files or other programming type extensions, if you're, if you're into those kind of things. So this won't edit, say, a Word document or an Excel spreadsheet or anything like that, but TextPad is, uh, is excellent. Um, and, uh, so yeah, that's a, that's a really good, a really good editor. There has been some issues with notepad plus plus from a cross platform. Well, with, with some screen readers not being able to read the text in the window because they're not using UI automation or MSAA to expose that data. Uh, now other, uh, other screen readers have worked around it and they've, they've been able to figure that out. But, uh, for example, narrator, for example, won't read the notepad plus plus window. Uh, well, it will read the window, but it won't read the text inside the, you know, as you're editing in the surface. Yeah, that's, that happens with a lot of editors. And I, and I must say I'm guilty. I generally do NVDA and jaws and I don't always check the other screen readers. Yeah, no uh, worries. No worries. Yeah. Um, but TextPad is great. And, uh, I really, really like that, uh, editor. It's, uh, it's quite good. So but, get another one. I'll submit it to you. Oh, I appreciate it. I want to mention two tools under reading. Uh, this is one that someone just introduced me to. I'd never heard of this before called Bookworm. Have you heard of that one? At uh, getbookworm.com. And this no. will read, it'll read 15 different formats. And uh, it says it'll even do OCR. So you can point it to images and have it convert those out. Really? And that's so that's free? an awesome tool to, to play with. I just added it, just learned about it. So that's what excites me is when people introduce me to things I never heard of. And another one I have up there called Balaboka. B-A-L-A-B-O-L-K-A. -B -A -A. I believe it's from a Frenchman. And it lets you take any kind of text, web pages, and 
lets you make audio files based on the voices that you have installed on your computer. Oh my gosh! Okay. Cool. So that, that's something. So it's blind like a text aloud like. kind of feature. Yeah, kind of. Remember, remember next up's text allowed? Do you remember that one? Right, but I think this is a little more functional and you can split the files, you know, based on different things, chapters or time increments. You could say just make a file every 15 minutes or whatever. So, wow. you know, and then you could copy them on a, we've done that for folks and then they could copy it on their NLS drive and just move between the files. And that's cool. Uh, so that's been a really hmm. awesome tool. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, just so many categories. We have a social media page where we have the things that, that I know that people are using TW Blue and, uh, you know, Open Tween and a Tweez new cake. thing uh, called Tweez Cake. Oh, yeah. yeah. Have you pl have you played with Tweez Cake? No, I have. I have not. Now, now, Jason, that's on the Mac, too, right? Tweez Cake? It is. Are you and using, I, are, I are really you, like it. Well, tell us like more it. about that one, Jason. So it, it reminds me of like chicken nugget in that you have these buffers and sessions and you can quickly navigate between them, move up and down. Um, on the Mac, you don't have the ability to navigate without the window uh, like you do on Windows. But I still like it a lot because it will, if there's media in a tweet, it'll recognize that and you can play it. Um, I've, I don't know. I, I always liked Chicken Nugget and Quitter and all of those because of the way I could quickly navigate. Um, and I kind of got used to the keyboard layout or, you know, the key mapping. And it's great that now I can explore that on the Mac. Um, I have it. This uh, Tweez Cake can also do Telegram. It can play radio stations. It can do podcasts and RSS feeds. Uh, there's, um, support for, gosh, I'm forgetting, um, Mastodon. Yes. Mastodon is some of the open, you know, those types oh, that's of interesting. Uh, connections. Now that but Elon also, Musk bought Twitter, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, it supports GitHub. So you can, I guess, follow projects on there. I haven't played with that particular aspect and there's also on home automation that it supports and i haven't played with that either. home automation wow i didn't yeah. i didn't even know about that so yeah. so the rss support how does it how does it represent the content does it represent it like in a, in a html view or is it just going to show it in a text field or something for each article or how does that work um, so far, I've actually only used it for podcasts, and it will show you the episodes that you can play. I, for some reason, it will not play every podcast, though, and I have I reported it, but I don't know why that is the case. Oh, I but wonder I, if it's uh, HTTPS or something that's causing this problem. Yes, I, I haven't figured that out because I thought most of the URLs these days were HTTPS, and some of them work and some of them don't. So oh, um, it's a strange thing. Yeah. Uh, as far as articles go, though, I have um, I haven't tried that, so I'm guessing it might throw you into something like a text area where you could just read when you press enter on the article title. But I don't know. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. And there's yeah. another tool I can't. I'm drawing a blank as to the name of it, but uh, it's it's at NathanTech.com, and it also does RSS and podcasts in there as well. So I'm glad we have some tools in Windows now. To, oh no, what is that one? Because people have been looking for pod, you know podcasting tools on the on the PC. 
I just, I'm having a mental blank. I know it's on my website, but I just, I, under I what category I'll look for it. You know? uh, what is it? <clears throat> I'll go look. Yeah, but that's an awesome. I'll, while you're doing that, I want to mention a couple things in my utilities category that I love. And one, I have a question for you specifically, Jeff, but one of them is called uninstall tool. And this is what I found to be the best tool to remove programs that did not properly install themselves or do not have good uninstallers. And this program has been very effective at removing software like that. And that can save you sometimes from having to rebuild windows. Uh, you know, so that's a, and of course, sharp keys that people like if you have a laptop that for some reason, you know, does weird things with the laptop keyboard, you can uh, remap them to do something else. And one of my favorites, and I want to ask you about this, Jeff, I don't know if you use it, it's called everything. And this is a tool for searching files. Oh, on your oh it's wonderful. It's great. Yep. Yeah, it's a great yeah. tool. Do you so use that I, one, Larry? Yeah, so does John. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Brian Harkin did a really terrific course on it a couple of years ago. And uh, it's it's come in handy several times. Right. So what I want to find is an addendum to that. And maybe there's something in Windows that does this already. I'm not aware of it, though. Something that will let me search text within documents. It gives that same yeah, everything well, functionality. To, in oh. Windows, you used to be able to do that. You used, used to be able to go, you know, bring up the start menu, press F to go to find, and then you could search within files. I don't, I don't know if you can do that I anymore. Will, I haven't oh, tried that. I, I, but. I know some peeps. I'll check into yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, because that would be really useful to be able to search. Because I realize Office had its own mechanism to search, I guess, its own documents. But just to search any text on your, because I just collect text files every time I go somewhere. Yeah, I do too. Save that. And I would love to just, I know I have it. I just don't know what. Just don't know where it is and how to find it if you have to search a file. Exactly. Absolutely. But uh, a couple things. I know, like I said, blind people seem really interested in video. I don't know if any of you played with this, but this OBS studio, this open broadcaster. uh, I was going to actually bring this up. Tell us more about it. Basically, it lets you, uh, connect and broadcast to any combination of like Twitter, I guess. I don't know if that's Twitter now, but YouTube and Twitch and Facebook and like 30 different formats, all kinds of services I never even heard of. And so if you wish to do live broadcasting, especially with video, you can do audio and video. And that is, uh, as best I can tell, it seems very accessible. And I say that meaning, you know, I, I, I bring them up, I look through the menus, I look through the options, but I haven't fully tested it, but I do know some blind folks using it. And then I understand that it does have some complexity with it. And uh, so some folks are using a particular website, I think now to do some of that conversion, but yeah, but you a can, lot you of blind can record, um, vid- you know, local video content, right? Like if you, yes, want to you record- can make recordings of it and people use it to do podcasts. Yes, so they would exactly. do an event like this, but maybe also doing video and recording everything, the chat and everything that goes with it and then posting that as a podcast. Yeah, that's cool. So, so for example, if you want to record a demonstration of a piece of software for a vendor to show them how something is either accessible or inaccessible, then you could use a tool like this. And, and uh, you know, people have also done that with Zoom too. You can do that with Zoom and record a local meeting and record the video and all that too. You can do it that way too. Exactly. And one other one in that category is called Irfan View, the guy's first name, I-R-F-A-N view and this is great those of you if you do websites because for one thing you can resize images graphics and that's totally accessible it uh, is yes so and it does uh-huh. one other cool thing is you can play video and it's not the best video player but one thing it does you can pause it and take snapshots so you can take a picture make an image from any frame 
So all blind folks, you, you can wow your friends and family by taking pictures of an event, what, you know, party reunion, something, and then, you know, printing those out and wow, you know, so that's a really cool tool tool. I, I recommend it for anyone who building websites. Uh, it is definitely something to add to your arsenal. Urfin view. And that's on my web tools page there. Oh, so. I cannot find this podcast app you're talking about. On oh yeah. I know it's nathantech.com. It's, it's like I, a treasure hunt here. Yeah. Yeah. It's Nathan tech. I do know that is the website for it. And you say the name and it'll ring a bell. And I, but anyway, no, I so I don't recall that one. So maybe it's under your recording page. Let's see. That could be. That could be. Maybe, maybe. I'm 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 looking here. Um but um Soundforge. So they just come out with version they what, come out 16? with 16, but I actually went back to an older version. I bought it, but they've taken away uh the auto trim crop. I don't know how you do that. Really? Now. I use that to to reduce Re silence. What? How, really? Why? Well, I think it's there because I saw something in the manual about removing silences, but I don't know how you do it now because the auto trim crop is not there, at least where it used to be. So wow. I thought it was something else too, and I was like, they're kind of taking it in a different direction. So I ended up rolling back to an older version. I think uh, I'm on eleven or twelve now. Yeah, uh, I went back to eleven. I actually, but I own fifteen. And I own sixteen. Uh -huh. But sixteen does five point one. So if any of you really do want to do surround sound tracks. That seems to be its focus because mm -hmm. I noticed what it did is it took all three of my sound cards and mapped them, the oh. inputs to different channels. That was yeah. kind of weird, but you that know, is so interesting. It, you want to do so surround do you, sound recordings? It seems to be its niche. Yeah. Do you, do you know if Jim wrote scripts for sixteen at this point? I don't know. I don't know if sixteen he was, has not been out that long. He was talking about not doing it just because he's so busy with Reaper and other stuff. But but I don't. I'll go up on his page and look here. I don't think he has them out yet. I'm pretty sure. Oh, but, and I did speak in Reaper. I did put all the links to that you need to use I Reaper. I see that. Yes. Wow. Yeah, SWS, the right Osara, uh, the link to Jim's page. Yeah. Uh, so that you have everything at least. And, and the podcasting app is not on that page either. See, you're hiding it now. <laughs> I'm just hiding page. it. That's so we invite him back next time. You, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I know by losing it here, but uh, I'm sorry. No, no, no. I'm sure it's here somewhere. You're, it's very I thorough, won't find. Right? Yeah, just going crazier adding stuff. But I just want to mention that I'm I'm trying to accomplish four goals with this project, the Lawware Software Project. One is uh, to help people find and maintain employment. The other is improving education. Uh, then pursuing hobbies. And I think the biggest one for me right now, well, they're all important, but independent living, because I think if people know how to use the software, be that with their iPhones or their computers and or computers, uh, that could be make the difference of people living independently or, you know, maybe avoiding an assisted living environment. So uh, those are just some of my motivations to really try to make those things happen. And, uh, but I also want to do some other crazy things that so you were asking earlier about other systems and stuff. So I would like to pursue Android and, and Linux to some extent to, because there are just some things in when, you know, Linux you can do that you can do in Windows, but some other weird things I want to do, I'm waiting for the releases this summer, but I want to set up a program to help teach people WordPress and or Drupal. Now I must say, I, I know a little bit more about WordPress, but I have used both. And this summer when WordPress 6 comes out and it is going to really improve the accessibility from everything I've seen. And then Drupal, I think we'll have version 10 this summer and both of those make some major steps forward and uh so you know if people want to 
maybe be in a position to uh, update and manage websites for their employers or as a hobby or even ACB state websites. You know, I, I love doing it for Indiana, Minnesota, but I would love nothing more than help someone give them the skills to manage their own site. Yeah, that's and, great. And that happened. So, so just a have quick you, update. Uh, Jim has done initial work on Soundforge 16 and it's up on his snowman. Wow. Oh, wow. That website. guy, that guy is a machine. And also on re- some new stuff for Reaper too. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. I'll have to go give that a play and maybe go back and revisit, you know, how you do mm-hmm. the auto trim because that, it kind of threw me. I don't know. There was something else that happened. And I thought maybe, you know, maybe it's just the first version, a little unstable and they have to work out the bugs and do an update or two, you know, before they can kind of get things going to the next level. But we are at 35 after for those of you who have questions for Michael, you can raise hands. We'll put Allison to work. Yes. Let's put Allison. To work. Uh, see y'all. I said that and Jessica raised her hand. Two people raised their hands. All right. Go for it, Allison. Yes, I need to earn my pay here. Absolutely. (laughs) All right. So before we take raised hands, though, I'd like to very quickly go over the commands for for those and for muting, unmuting. So if you'd like to raise your hand, if you're on a PC, you will press Alt-Y. If you're on a Mac, it is Option-Y. If you're on your smart device uh, on the app, the raised hand option is under the More button, which is located in the lower right-hand corner of your screen. If you're on a touch-tone phone, you will raise your hand with star 9. Now, to unmute uh, or to mute, once I allow you to talk, if you're on a PC, you will press Alt-A. If you're on a Mac, it's Command-Shift-A. If you're on your smart device on the app, you uh, mute or unmute with the button that's located in the lower left-hand corner of your screen. Uh, If you're on a touch-tone phone, you will uh, mute or unmute with star six. And I need to make a correction, uh, correct myself. Uh, as far as the raised hand option, if you are on a PC, no, I'm sorry, if you're on the app, the raised hand button is in the middle of your screen at the bottom. Uh, I was thinking Zoom, but we're in webinar, so <laughs> different location there. So now we will start with raised hands. And first yeah. off, we have. Jessica. Hey, Jessica. Hey, Michael. Hey, hello. Hi. How can we help you, Jessica? What's what's on your mind? I was wondering, I'm fairly new to the hobby of ham radio. Do you have or do you plan to post um, contact logging software that's accessible well i will look to that i will uh, add that to my list of ever-growing things to add and by the way before i forget jeff it is called luna rss i just came to me oh yes i know luna. yeah i know i've heard of luna okay yes okay so okay. that's what that program is uh, okay. i will i will look for something in that regard uh, it's kind of interesting because I think a lot of hams are in Linux. Some are still playing with Windows XP because it's, uh, you know, they got older computers, but I will look for that. I don't think there's that many XP around now, is there? I would hope not, but I, I heard someone I on the report the other day. Yeah, I would, I, I would, from a security perspective, boy, that would be a little frightening, right? Yeah, exactly. I but- certainly hope not. I'm studying computer science in college. 
If you're running XP, then that's crazy. Yeah, I know people who are running XP, but they're not running it with the internet. They're running it, they're using it as a standalone computer. Yeah, and that's computer. fine. If you're that's not connecting, fine. Yeah. then you're yeah. fine. Like, if you're not going you know, to plug an Ethernet cable into it or... Oh, know, my gosh. God forbid, you know, actually, I don't even know where you'd even dial up anymore, but... Uh, I'm sure AOL's got a dial-up server somewhere. Yeah, I think they do. Some, some, somebody's got a 1200 baud modem sitting <laughs> yeah. on somewhere. But, but since you brought up ham radio, and again, I, I welcome, if anyone has any additions, please use the submit new software. Uh, but I will look into that. But also, since you brought it up, if there are any hams out there who have experience with SDR, the software-defined radios, because basically what it is in most cases, it's a box that gets the RF and then your computer does all the processing. But then there's also something called a Kiwi SDR, right? That you connect to your router and, you know, then use your computer to manage it. If you want to make it available to the public or, you know, feed it through your network. But, uh, so, but anyway, I will look for that. Cool. Thank you, Jessica. Anything else? Not that I know of. Is there a contact us page? How do I get in touch? There certainly is. There's a contact page where you, there's a form you can fill out just to ask a, a general question. Uh, and and there's, so there's a form specifically to submit new software. There's a form to submit a new podcast on that page. And there's even a donation form, if you believe, if you read through all the 35 objectives that I have and uh, wish to give financial support, that'd be appreciated as well. Yeah, there you go. Now, you, you know, you have a uh, podcasts listed there. Can you download an OPML file of say the, the podcasts that are available on your site or have you put that together? I haven't done that. That's a good, I, I guess I, there's no reason I can't do it. I make them all the time. So yeah, we yeah, can do that. It should be pretty easy to do, right? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know if anyone would want all 36, but we could certainly do that. Why not? Could do, yeah. Why not? Yeah. Why not? I'm still waiting on yours, Jeff. We're, we're, you're uh, 1346 at the moment. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's enough, I think. Yeah. Although, although I must say, I, the the um, I'm a big audio drama uh, collector, and my uh, my top favorite right now is the new We Are Alive Descendants oh, series. I gotta get back into that. Oh my goodness! I have to get oh, back my into goodness. that. Yes. Uh, you some mentioned great, some, some great things that were happening in that series. Maybe it was <laughs> in that other show that Larry mentioned earlier. Someone said something about. I thought they said otrlibrary.org, which is not there. So what was that website exactly? I was trying to find they, that. They might too. have meant otrr.org. Oh. Okay, otrr.org, yeah. Yeah, they've got a lot of stuff, uh, a ton of stuff, not only old radio, but spoken word in general. And uh, gosh, I haven't even been through that whole site. It's huge, just huge. Well, we'll have right to... There. What's that, Jeff? And it's all free there. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. that's nice. Yeah. Well, we'll just have to visit that. Yep, I should visit it again. It's been a while. Because that's so, something you you said you were going to put together a, a list of resources that I might right. add it to the radio. And it isn't area. done yet. We Jeff and I said we would yeah, do we that. We keep saying that. And we and haven't we done get, it. Get, get, we get so busy, just ridiculous. Oh, yeah, we, we just need to spend a, an hour or two on a Saturday. We need to knock to it out. just nag each other. Have you done I it know. yet? Have you done it yet? Have we you done it yet? We need to put it on our calendars. We yeah, we do. should. Great Cause idea. Because the, ca the calendar rules the world, it right? It does. And it, it keeps does. staring at you yes, when you decide absolutely. you're doing something else. Yes, absolutely. Jaws comes back at you in three or four different devices. <laughs> yeah. Saying in 15 <laughs> minutes, you said you were going to look at your calendar and exactly. do this. Yes, yes. Yeah. So, so Michael, have you considered, then we'll get to this other hand. Um, have you considered 
allowing people to to submit you know demos or or uh podcasts to your site so people can get demonstrations and things that would be interesting well i could certainly set up a, a mechanism to do that i guess where they could upload into my dropbox you know, or or something like that if they they want to I, yeah and then and then allow people to uh then you could set up an rss feed so people could download the uh and subscribe to it and uh download demos that'd be interesting yeah. Right. Well, I have uh, my intent is I just haven't acted on it yet, but I set up an account at Pinecast. And All right. uh, so my plan is to do a podcast with a combination of an event like this, a Zoom kind of Q&A where people can ask questions and then maybe add a review either of a specific piece of software or a category of software. Cool. Uh, so I don't know what kind of audience, how many people would enjoy that, but we'll do that for a while. And that's one of the things I want to do is really expand my training, my resources, and just helping people know how to use the software. I, I think, I think you know, allowing people to submit demos and, and things like that, it might start small, but boy, I bet you'd get a lot of traffic to that, especially as new things come out. You know, there's a new version of Winamp coming sometime this year. Like In fact, they posted about that today. Um, oh, did they? the the new win app that's supposed to be more like a music player, like a music service, right? Like Spotify or something. Is that? Yes. But they're also saying they're going to keep the classic legacy look. Okay. Uh, at least to allow you to have that as an option. So this will be very fascinating to see how they actually bring this together. I, 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 I still use WinApp as my primary uh, media player. I do too. And um, they do that. I do as well. Though, if you do Zoom, you you want to kind of adopt VLC, especially if you're doing video because yes, exactly. it's better at the full screen uh, uh, yep. support. Yeah. 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 Winup's the only player I know of that that it will go to what's current and contemporary, but alongside it, it, it will still keep classic. It's been doing that now for, gosh, many, many years. And yep. I think that's terrific. Yep. Yep. I hope they keep the classic theme, though. I that do would too. It would be a very sad day if they got rid of that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. David Kingsbury is coming. David Kingsbury. Absolutely, hey. yeah. Can unmute, David. Good evening, gentlemen. How are you all? Hey, good. David. How, How are, are you? you? Good. I'm fine. Uh, Michael, after this, I'm going to definitely go and look around on your uh, website a bit, see what I can discover. Oh, um, great, great book, by the way, that you did, sir. I have a copy oh, of that. You. Absolutely. Thanks. Yeah. When's your next one coming out, David? <laughs> oh, I'm going to update this one at some point. Oh, good. Maybe talk to you guys later. But my okay. question, I have a question. Okay. You spoke about video uh, a little bit earlier. Is there an accessible app out there anywhere for editing video? Uh, you know, I'm not looking to like win an Academy Award for cinematography, but for example, you know, I'd like to be able from time to time to take, let's say, a... Um, you know, a demo that I, a demonstration I've done, you know, with screen share in Zoom and take the MP4, you know, the local recording and just do some very basic editing of it, you know, snipping out the garbage and, and so on. And to the best of my knowledge, no such app exists, but maybe you guys know of one. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what, I, I have a few different ones up there that claim to do it and I haven't gone through it. And a Reaper, supposedly you can do that. And then you use Handbrake to do your end conversion. But the best tool I found for doing video, but again, first of all, Zoom files are a bear because they're not quite standard. Uh, so 
I'm not sure what your mileage will be here, but the best tool I found for doing it is, and it does have a little cost for it. It's called Video Redo. And this is, it looks like it was mainly made or primarily made for television recording, you know, doing shows, but you can import a variety of different formats and you can do exactly that. You can remove segments that you don't want. Uh, you can do a little bit of cropping and so forth, but its main thing is just removing the content that you don't want uh, out of the video. That's all and, I care about. Yeah. Yeah. Video redo.com. I believe it's a website and it's TV suite 6.0. I think it's what they're up version six. Video redo. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, I will. That's a good one. I'll take I a like look. That I've never heard of that. That's you can awesome. even remove commercials from TV shows and all kinds of cool stuff. Hmm. So interesting. Great. Thank you. In fact, you could put Thank them back too. too. Cool. Any yep. more hands, Allison? That's all the raised hands for now. Okay. All right. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, uh, you know, where, where are you going to go next here, uh, Michael? Have you, have you got any more plans? Are you, you going to stick with this site or are you, do you have other adventures that you're looking into? Uh, pursuing as well or, or well i was hoping to get to see where the level of interest is you know in this project so one of my main things like i said is uh you know more employment i'm starting to work uh with the chicago lighthouse there's a particular medical software called epic and they've made that accessible and they're headquartered in wisconsin i think they have about 45 percent of the market for hospitals and medical facilities uh, clinics and so forth so uh, getting employment opportunities, getting folks into those spaces, whether it be appointment uh, scheduling and billing and you know records and all that good stuff. So that's one thing we're looking at. Uh, but specifically for software, I think maybe one of my next projects is going to be uh, the Android side because I, I love iOS, but then there's just things I love about Android, like the Lookout app. I mean, I just haven't seen anything on the iPhone that rivals that. And so Android may be one of my next big um, areas. So, well, it's an, it's an area that needs a lot of um, attention. Uh, there's some great podcasts out there on uh, the Blind Android podcast, and there's uh, a number of them that that uh, people have put up. Uh, so, you know, but I think one of the biggest problems with Android has been the lack of resources to, you know, great content. I mean that. You know, look at Apple Viz, for example. Again, I know we keep mentioning it, but I think one of the reasons why iOS is so popular is because of Apple Viz, of having that constant resource and, you know, that community involvement. And I think if Android started to get some of that, I think you would start to see uh, people sort of embrace that a little bit more. I think just getting at that content is a little more difficult. So, wow, that would be a very, very, very great project to be, you know, to undertake and to, uh, to really make some, you know, major strides in. I think that would be uh, absolutely fascinating. Yeah, it's just certainly a challenge because different versions, depending on what phone you have and, you know, and what brand of phone you have and their different implementations. But I do think there's a lot of interest and there's a lot of accessibility there. I know the Braille support's not quite as hot, but, uh, you know, the, the functionality and then, you know, again, going back to my radio stuff, I see they're doing some of that on Android. So, uh, that's probably from a software standpoint, it's going to be my next area. I am interested in Linux, but you know, that that's a very niche kind of thing. But then again, I suppose if I find a flavor of it that really does some cool stuff that I'm not able to do in windows, then I will put some effort into it. And you know, with my podcast, I can expose people and just throw out different things and see what sticks and what people are really interested in. And, 
you could, you just never know, right? You just never yes, know where the absolutely. interest and the motivation yeah. is. Yeah. Very good. Well, what's the best way of people, uh, you know, to reach out? I know you have Facebook and Twitter and, and, uh, all those kinds of things. You want to give us all your contacts? Oh, okay, we could do that. Um, so yeah, the website is lawware.com, L-A-U-F-W-A-R-E.com. You have email is info at lawware.com. Uh, there's a contact form on there as well as one to submit new software or uh, I say new or software that we don't have or submit a new podcast. Uh, on Twitter, I am Mike Loft one I actually do have a Lawware account, but I haven't really um, implemented that. Oh, you that. should hook that up. I then should could- get that going and then I can... Then you can tweet about new stuff. Right. Specifically to the software. Exactly. Uh, I think we will do that. Curious to see what um, Mr. Elon's going to do with the company. I, there's people on both sides of it. I'm optimistic actually. I I think it's going to be fine. Yeah. I think it needs some love and it it needs some attention. I need to get rid of the bots. And, and I like if, if the API truly is more open and we can do some things that have been limited to us and, you know, in the past. So I'm optimistic. Yeah, a big Twitter and Reddit are kind of my, that's my um, passion, you know? Well, I just found, I just found out, uh, we're not going to talk about it too much here, but I found a new Reddit client and uh, Michael, I'll email you about this. Ooh, uh, Windows? That's free for Windows Ooh. that uh, I heard about at work today and I haven't even tried it yet, but uh, I will, I will later tonight, I will email you a link. Oh, I'm excited about that because, and, uh, uh, yes, it's, yeah. uh, it's a little, I have been told it's a little bit nuance in reference to getting it up and going in the, you know, in, in its interface, but, uh, I haven't played with it yet, but I, I know, uh, the person who developed it and, uh, it, it actually came up as part of a conversation, uh, about something else and. So that got me all excited when he mentioned this project. And I said, you've got to send me a link. And he sent me a link. So, um, yes, it's, uh, we'll, have more to say about, we'll have more to say about that. Yeah. I, I'm looking forward to that because I just got exposed a couple months ago to the bacon reader for iOS. And I love it. So really good one. Oh, so I, I think I make. Oh, interesting. I, so do you find that accessible? Uh, yeah, it works for me. What, what are you using on the iPhone? Uh, Dystopia is what I've been using. Is that is that officially released? It's not officially released. It's still in beta, and uh, I don't know if it will ever be released. To be honest, <laughs> it's been in beta for I don't know. Have you been using it? Jason? A couple of years. Yeah. I don't think I ever have. I guess I have to do a request for the you know get a yeah have my I, test flight and get a copy of it. Um, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Still I've on, heard it's still of it, but I haven't phone, used. But go ahead. Yeah, no, I was saying I've heard of it, but I haven't used it before. It's pretty cool, actually, and it's very accessible. He he has gone way above and beyond to make sure it is. But making's wow. pretty good. Just spend a couple of bucks and get rid of the ads, like two or three bucks to, to get rid of the okay. ads, because otherwise it eats up the bacon reader, screen. right? Yeah, bacon reader. Okay, I like my bacon. Yeah, I love my bacon. <laughs> so Absolutely, <do> I. <laughs> yum yum. So what I may do then is actually make just some of my top. Maybe I'll make my own top forty iOS apps or something. Oh, there you, know? you go. So yeah, I do have something good. in that space. I don't want to compete with Apple Vis. There's too many great people doing great work there. Uh, but I think we can. You know, I can show. Hey, yeah. here's some stuff that I'm into. And hey, maybe we can cross link because I think it's, it's yeah. Good. No, I, you know, I think that would be fine. Sure, certainly. Yeah. Well, Larry, so we we're, we're we're actually going to do an hour live tonight and then we're going to go to some pre-recorded stuff um are we doing that the, the in the second running or in the first running larry the, what, you, what is your what is your um why don't we take it back 
to automation and I'll add it in. Okay, and so that we'll pick up in the second hour on this yeah. and the, on the second. Okay, yeah. that's fine. Um, I, I, I want to get, go ahead. What, what Allison? I'm sorry. Uh, we just want to let you know we do have one raised hand. Would you oh, like to take it? Oh, sure. Okay, yeah, absolutely. Great. Thank you. Jessica, you may unmute. Ah, Jessica's back. Hey, guys. Really quickly, I just wanted to say in terms of Android, I'm not super familiar with the website, but similar to appleviz.com, I believe it ends in .com, inclusive Android. Yes. I believe it's .com. Mm-hmm. I've if heard you of Google that it, you'll well. find it. Yeah. Okay, that would be good. You might want to link to that, Michael. On yes. Your, uh, yeah. That's a great idea. There's not to other... much up there, but it is there. It exists. Cool. Thank so, you. That might be a good starting point uh, for and me. And yeah. as far as iOS apps for Reddit, I recently joined Reddit like a couple of years ago, and I use Apollo. Oh, now That's I've heard of Apollo. Now, do you find that to be accessible, Jessica? Very. Okay. And the developer is extremely responsive. The developer's name is Christian Seelig, S-E-L-I-G. Oh, if you type that into okay. Twitter and you tweet him with questions or issues, he's extremely responsive. That's awesome. That's good to know. Good. Okay. Well, real quick here. So in May, we're going to be focusing a lot on what's coming up at the uh, Information Access Committee at convention. And we're gonna and we're gonna talk a lot about uh, ways that you can use the acbmedia.org website to get ready for a convention, and uh, we're we're hoping that we'll have at least some of the calendar represented there for a convention. So that's going to be pretty exciting, and uh, we're gonna kind of run through that, do some demos, and make sure people are aware of what are the, what what are the best techniques to utilize the website for convention usage. What's the best way to utilize our A-Lady skills to be able to get to specific channels? And we may even have a few surprises in reference to some changes coming to acbmedia.org. So um, that's what's coming up in May, unless we get some late-breaking technology news that we need to cover. <laughs> but that's uh, that's sort of what we're thinking around uh, uh, for May. So um, we have to get, ready, get everybody ready for a convention because all the fun starts in June. So... Uh, and and actually the the auction starts what May eight is it May eighteenth we'll uh, we'll see what uh, people will bring to the auction this year get your get your uh, wallet ready yeah that will be uh, that will be fun Michael thank you thank very you, very much for, for coming hour. and attending tonight we're going to play an earlier tech talk that we did oh back in March and we hope you enjoy that and then we'll come back. Hi, everybody. It is February 28, 2022, and we are in the Pat Price Tech Talk training room. Time for another Tech Talk, and uh, tonight we're going to be talking about Kindle and Kindle with JAWS and Kindle in general. And Ron Miller is uh, Vespero's blindness technology specialist and knows all about Braille. There isn't a question you could ask him that he could not answer. <laughs> We'll see. Uh, in any event, we're glad to have him back again. And if you uh, if you miss him here, he'll uh, be at CSUN and we'll have a chance to say hello then as well. He's also doing Vespero's training series from time to time on ACB Radio, ACB Media. Uh, so lots of opportunities. That's where we fi- first found out about 
Um, some of the cool things that he talked about regarding Kindle and Jaws, and we asked him to come over and tell us a little bit more. So he is, and here he is, Ron Miller. Welcome to Tech Talk. Well, thanks. Um, I'm glad to be here. It, it is always, I, I feel like I'm in the big leagues when I when I get to be on Tech Talk. <laughs> it's uh, it's very good. Not, not diminishing the... Uh, the communities stuff. No, we'll, we'll, but, we'll send this around. Just we'll see what they, so they can hear. What yeah. They say. We'll yeah. see what they yeah. say. They might vote me <laughs> off the Island. Right. Yep. Yep. <laughs> wow. Well, it is. I am so glad to be here. I, I'm sorry for being uh, later than I should be. I have a class from seven to eight on Mondays and uh, juggle two computers, my work computer, this one and my uh, personal computer that I'm doing all of my, uh, my class stuff on. And uh, so it is, it is the time of great stress as, as midterm deadlines come due and those kinds of things, and I'm I'm sweating it. <laughs> so, Kindle books have become <clears throat> much more important to me on the PC than they were in the past, and that is what has what got me thinking about Kindle on the PC again at all. So uh, I, I'm using it uh, during class, uh, not so much yet in my spring semester, but in my fall semester. It's probably background you don't really care about, but I, I'm sharing it anyway. And um, that's what got me to play with Kindle on the PC more, to use it with Braille extensively, because I am a tactile and visual learner, even as a totally blind guy. Um, I've got to see it, whether it's with my eyes or with my fingers. And uh, I retain better when I read it as opposed to when I listen to it. Um, for For me... For me, audio is great. I love reading brain candy, science fiction, all that kind of stuff. But if it starts to get technical, if the reading starts to get uh, heavy, I retain a lot more uh, using Braille. So that's that's what got me back to Kindle after kind of taking a pass at it a while back for Jaws and Braille. So that's why we're talking about it today. You can you can blame my my college career on it now. So. Let's lay some groundwork. Um, one of the things you need to know is that JAWS can only access Kindle books that support enhanced typesetting. And the product details for the book that you're looking at when, you're, when, you're, uh, when you've gone to Amazon.com and Kindle books and you start reading about a book you might want to read, <clears throat> uh, you'll be told that the books support enhanced typesetting. And the uh, product details... Uh, for the book will have that for you on the Amazon website. So look for that. Okay, it'll tell you that uh, advanced typesetting is enabled. Um, if that is enabled, there's the necessary information uh, for JAWS to access the book content. Uh, books can be navigated using all the standard reading commands. So, you know, if you want to move read by character, word, line, sentence, paragraph, all that stuff is available to you. And you can use continuous with say all, of course, the JAWS say all command. If you're using Braille, all those commands are available to you as well. And uh, Braille support, if you're looking at the text of a uh, of a Kindle book, is really good. Um, I am speaking from experience. So uh, it is available to you and it works well if you're going to be if you're feeling studious or you just want to read in Braille, you want to find a, a quiet spot somewhere and just use your Braille display and let your ears stay out in the open where they belong, this really does work well. Um, as JAWS reads, if you're using the say all command and you're using speech, pages will turn. <clears throat> so, so pages will turn so you can enjoy the book without interruption. 
If you are in a book, you can press enter on a space bar if there's a link, and that will activate the link. You can use U or shift U to move to the next or prior link in a book. You can use N or shift N to move to the next or prior block of text um, in the book. Okay, and those are non-link blocks of text, so um, it's not going to step you from link to link with N and shift N. It's going to it's going to step you to the next non-link block. Again, you can use all these with uh, with your Braille display as well, just like quick nav keys in a in a web page or if you're in a PDF document. Those same same kind of shortcut keys are usable. Insert up arrow um, uh, or number pad five. Uh, twice quickly will spell the current line or a word, uh, just like in other applications. So if you're being if you're reading a text and you've got to know how it's how it's spelled, you can force that if you're not looking at it in Braille. You can press insert page down to read the Kindle status bar. Get all the book information that Kindle has at the bottom. And then JAWS announces uh, when you move to a page while reading. So you may not care if you're reading Brain Candy. As I'm reading a textbook, if I'm supposed to be reading from page 147 to 152, it's kind of nice every time a page turns, put turns in air quotes, right? Every time a page turns, JAWS will announce a new page, and it's done very smoothly. There's just enough of a break to let you know that it's not just part of the text. It's it's reading along. It says page 151 or whatever, and it's useful because I want to know when the page turns, so I'm not reading more than I have to because <laughs> there's a lot of reading already assigned. And um, JAWS and Fusion, both uh, rep- they both support reading and navigating inside of tables within a Kindle book. So assuming the markup is good, uh, you'll have table navigation as well. One of the newer features that have shown up is Math Viewer support. So for Braille users, uh, if you don't know, uh, math expressions are shown uh, using Nemeth Braille on your Braille display. If you're using speech, Math Viewer allows uh, math content to be spoken in a, in a way that makes sense, um, like you might hear it in a math class or in a book. Um, the all of the expressions, all of the elements are and operators and everything are spoken as they ought to be spoken. Uh, when you encounter uh, math that's marked up properly uh, in a Kindle book, JAWS will describe the expression uh, followed by the message "math content." Now, I wanted to demo this for you guys, and uh, I don't, I could not. I I looked at lots of math books in my you know Kindle store, bookstore. And um, now I'm getting Kindle junk mail for more math books because since I since I looked at these, I might want to order those. But um, n- none of them had, none of them used the math markup. Uh, they just dropped the, the things in there in, in print. So uh, I I called our our development folks and said, Hey, what book did you use to 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 build the uh, the math viewer into uh, Kindle functionality? And they pointed me toward a book that they found, and it had one math expression <laughs> embedded in the text that was done in proper math markup, and they used that as their guinea pig text. Um, and I looked at it, and it, it, it doesn't really make much of a demo, so I'm not going to do that tonight. Maybe we can circle back around sometime. If one of you wants to help me locate a book full of good math markup, I will take it unto myself and use it from now on <laughs> in my Kindle demonstrations. So. 
but needless to to say, or nevertheless, one of those, nevertheless, uh, it does work well when you hear it describe the expression and say math content, you can invoke the math viewer, and you can navigate through the various parts of the expression, um, and you can get down into parts and parts of parts if you're in a complex math expression and explore it. Speech will speak all those pieces as you use the up, down, left, and right arrow to navigate it, and um, the expression that's being spoken is also on the Braille display. So it works very well. Plus, but wait, there's more. Plus, if you have your Braille display in front of you and you're reading this, okay, maybe you're like me, Nemeth is a long time behind me, and you're looking at a, a complex equation and you see some things, you're like, what are those? You don't remember what those things are looking at them in Braille. If you want JAWS to speak that portion of the equation and you don't want to fiddle around uh, you know, pressing arrows over to the, to the element and then down arrow into the sub-element part of the equation and moving around and finally getting focused down to the, the expressions that you need to, to have it defined for you, all you have to do is press the cursor router button over the um, symbols in question and focus is pulled right down to that level of the expression and you could start doing those kind of things. So it's, um, you know, it is it is very useful if you're going to be a mathonaut. Um, and I failed to mention, I'm sorry, when JAWS announces math content, all you've got to do is press enter to invoke the math viewer and to return to uh, the, uh, to return back to your page and, and dismiss the math viewer. All you have to do is press escape. Okay. To install Kindle, uh, all you have to do is download the installer and run it. Okay. Uh, there's a yes button that asks you if you want to accept the terms of the license agreement. And the Kindle user interface will pop as it, uh, as it, once it loads. Um, you, you use tab to move from item to item uh, on the main screen. So let me get over there. You have started screen share, desktop, ZP toolbar parent. De- okay. Can you let me know, Larry, if we got audio from my PC? It's either Chloe or Zoe, depending on which product you use. <laughs> Very good. And is it loud enough compared yes. to Maya? Yep. Okay, good. Sounds, sounds good. Well, good. Let's launch Kindle. Windows M. Folder view, list view, Outlook. Kindle. 14 of 60. Enter. Kindle. Kindle reader. Library sidebar. List box. All zero books. One of three. All zero books. One of three. Oh, Kindle. So Kindle the iBook okay. left Piranha Johns Hopkins Press Health Book right Piran. Kindle the iBook left Piranha Johns Hopkins Press Health Book right Piran. Kindle the iBook left Piran. Okay. One of the things I'm going to be reporting <clears throat> to development, one of the things I'm going to be reporting to development is that it does repeat, repeat, repeat a lot of things. Um, that is new. I don't know if there were some changes made in our latest JAWS build or changes made in the latest version of Kindle or something, but um, it is, to me, annoying. I'm going to maximize the screen, or at least attempt to. Context menu. Leaving menus. There we go. Kindle the iBook. Okay, so we've got the iBook open, and that's just one of the textbooks I used last year um, in a... uh, an intro class, a low vision class. And as I said, we could use our arrow keys to move around the text, but let's move around this screen. There's a number of items on it. So let me, on the main screen, let me press tab. 
I'll do that from the display here. Kindle the iBook left paren Johns Hopkins Press Health Book right paren. Kindle the iBook left paren. I'm going to stop that. Table of contents button. Randy Black has joined the meeting. So table of, oh, I should turn that off. Um, this drew a blank. What's my command for that, Larry? Are you talking about turning off uh, all windows? Win, all yeah. windows, yes. So anyways, table of contents. Now the table of contents right now is collapsed. If I press the button here with the space bar. Space. Table of contents tree view. Table of contents four. Let's the eye exam. Okay, and I know I'm talking when she's talking. And I can tab some more. Reader sidebar toolbar. Table of contents button. Now, there is a sidebar here. You just heard it. And uh, the sidebar, you can use arrows to move. Like Galaxy J3 Orbit has joined the meeting. I don't think that command worked. Hang on. Meeting controls. Untitled. Post a tear. Ronald. Here. Meeting controls. Meeting control. You know, I bet it works better if I'm actually in the zoom window when I issue that command. Uh, yeah. Alerts disabled. Hey, hey, look at that. Ronald's Kindle. So you were you were telling who was it that uh, they could do my presentation if I didn't show up? I think it's not a bad idea. I was telling I was telling Myrna. Myrna could do my she presentation. Probably could. She's she's she an could old probably hand. also she's... handle tech talk. That's... If I didn't show up, you know. <laughs> she wouldn't forget these commands. Yeah. <laughs> Myrna's one of the people who I, I set up on a pedestal or a pinnacle or as a pinnacle, whatever. So <laughs> let's get back to our um or uh, button, button, reader sidebar. The sidebar. So you can use the arrow keys, up and down arrow, but you will actually not get to all of the items on the sidebar. So I strongly suggest you use tab or shift tab. Table of contents button. There's our table of contents. Let me press tab. Search button. Collapsed. Flashcards button. Collapsed. Button. Kindle the iBook left paren. Johns Hopkins Press Health Book right paren. Button. Button. Kindle the iBook Notes and Highlights panel. Well, there's my Notes and Highlights panel. We're going to talk about that more in a few minutes. Export to Flashcards Control plus Shift plus N button. Now, I have not messed with flashcards. I probably should. Um, and build flashcards, copy text off, and, and put them on flashcards for testing and things like that. But I haven't done it because um, there's a really cool way to export stuff I want to show you. Export Notes and Highlights Control plus Alt plus E button. But that's not it. Space. <laughs> Kindle the iBook left no, piranha. Escape. Escape. Okay. I like it, but I don't like it. Space. I, I'm getting pulled by Windows. Save as button. Close button. Oh, Space. Away. There we go. Toolbar. Li library button. All right. There's my library button. And if you see it in Braille, it says library button back to library. What the library button does is it lets me go back to the actual Amazon library um, I can I can choose more books to download if I've got them in my library, that kind of thing. Sync button. Sync to furthest page. Sync button lets me keep all of my devices that I'm reading Kindle books on on the same page. So if, I, if I'm reading on my desktop, this desktop, and I grab my iPhone and I'm using the Kindle app as I'm, as I'm riding along in the car, plane, train, bus, whatever... Um, I can tap the sync button and they all get moved to the same, the farthest page read. So if I read to 152 per that assignment and then tomorrow I read to 205, um, if I come back here and sync it, this will move to 205, page 205 as well. So it's handy. Go to checkbox not checked. Go, go to, to a page or location. Yeah, sorry, I should let her tell you. It lets me decide to go to a page or location. And I, I don't totally understand how locations work. But in this one textbook, there's something like 14,000 or 10,000 locations in this book. So um, 
I can I can choose to go to a location. I have never exercised that. I do choose to go to pages, though. If I've got an assignment or I want to go to a specific page, you just check the box. You're put into a, a combo where you choose page or location, and then you can enter the number of the page or the location that you want to move to, and enter takes you there. View options check box not checked. Change your font size, color mode, and more. Enter. So view options let me control the environment, if you will. Full screen button. View full screen. Enter. And that acts a lot like it does in Zoom. It gives you a full screen of the text. I don't do that. I don't need that. And I I don't want my buttons to disappear. Yes, I know. I could toggle it. Bookmark checkbox not checked. Bookmarks. Bookmark this page. Uh, you can Enter. bookmark a page. Sorry for talking over her. That is pretty handy. That shows up on our panel and highlights. Um, uh, Notes and Highlights panel. Um, if you guys were listening to the ACB Communities presentation, at that time I said I cannot make bookmarks work, and I have put some time into it and a little frustration and have figured it out, and we'll talk about that too. Hide Notebook button. Hide Notebook button. This is a toggle. The notebook Hide Notebook button makes that Notes uh, and Highlights panel disappear, and I'm going to press that. Space. Okay. Did you do it? Hide notebook button. No, let's do enter. Mm. Hide no okay. Kindle the toolbar. Hide notebook button. Space. It's a plot, I say. Kindle tab, the iBook toolbar. Show notebook button. Okay, so it did disappear. It just, JAWS didn't report the change. And my Braille display didn't change. I had to tab away. Uh, not all tab, just tab away and tab back. So let me, sh- uh, let me press tab again. We're going to come off of the hide, which is now the show notebook button. Kindle the iBook left paren, Johns Hopkins press health book right paren, Kindle the iBook. Okay, and here's my text. So I'm going to let it read for a moment so you can hear the text from the iBook. Left paren literally. They're specialists within the specialty right paren don't perform routine eye exams at all. Like many other branches of medicine, ophthalmology has become increasingly subspecialized over the past 50 years, although some policymakers are fond of demonstrate. Okay, and we'll stop there. So... I told you it was a textbook. <laughs> um, if you press Alt. Menu. File. F. There is the old friend, the drop-down menu. It's not ribbons. It's the old-style menu. We move from left to right. You can use the arrow keys to move. Right arrow. View. V. Go. G. Tools. T. Help. H. File. And back F. around to file. So you've got a number of things you can do there. And... Um, like in other drop-down menus of old, you can press Enter to invoke that uh, menu, or you can press down arrow. I'll do that too. Let's go over to Tools. View. Go. Oh, no, G. Go. Let's see. You can look at what Go looks like. Library. Control plus Alt plus L. So there are hotkeys they're giving us to know. Okay, this is old hat for, for all of us, I think, that are Windows users, but I want you just to see what's here, because I can go to my library. I'm going to arrow down. Cover. That's the cover of the book. So if you want to get to the very cover of the book... Table of contents. Beginning. So first line, first word, first page. Location dot dot dot. Control plus G. And that's a lot like the go check box that we saw before that invokes go, where I can either do I can do a location. Library. And Control library. plus alt plus app. So I could do page as well. I'm going to press alt again to dismiss this. Leaving menus. Kindle the okay. iBook left parana Johns Hopkins press health book right paren. Kindle the iBook left parana Johns Hopkins press health book right paren. Yeah, that's annoying. <laughs> so, um, just a, uh, uh, a note for you. When I installed Kindle, uh, 
And when you install Kindle, you, you may want to go and log into your Amazon account. Okay, you're going to need an Amazon account to go buy books and do things. So log into that first, then install Kindle. During your installation, there's a form that may pop up, and you'll have to fill in your account name, which usually is your email now, and your password info, and then you pa- then you tab to the login button in case um, it doesn't it doesn't know that you're that you're there. Um, I've I've had an install work both ways. Sometimes it goes, oh, you're already logged in. Sometimes it makes me go through the login routine. Okay. So let's go to the library list box. Kindle the iBook left parenage reader sidebar toolbar. Search button. Flash toolbar. Sync button. Sync to library button. Back to library control plus alt. Let's go back to the library. Space. Show notebook button. Ronald's Kindle for PC2. Table. Clinical anatomy of the visual system e-book. Okay. So I've got a list of books here. I can arrow down. The iBook left para into the stars left, a larger universe, making Windows 10 easy to see. The Phantom of the Earth colon and... Woohoo, I got brain candy and really good stuff for me here, both. So, <laughs> it's it's well balanced, okay? You can use the up and down arrows to move through um, your different choices, and you can press enter. Um, and what that will do is let you either download a book, if it's not already installed, or you can it'll open it for you. So, for example, let's go over to making Windows 10 easy to see. We'll look at making Windows 10 easy to see, and I'll press enter here. And there's a bit of a delay, so this one's downloading. I'm going to press C chord. Making Windows 10 easy to see. The Phantom of the Earth. Co- blank. There it is. Kindle. I'm sorry, button. I'm impatient. Kindle. Button. Button. Kindle. 9.11. Quiz. A right paren, what is the difference between delete and backspace? Be right paren if the text cursor is in the middle of a line. How do you select the whole line? Okay, now I'm, I'm just using down arrow to read just to show you the book has shown up. Okay, so pressing enter and you're immediately put into the text. Once the book is downloaded, it opens the book and it drops you right into the text. As you can tell, I this book is already installed on this computer, so it dropped us. <clears throat> excuse me, dropped us into the middle of the quiz. And um, that's okay. You get the idea. Okay. Um, if I want to do things like uh, go to the uh, to the table of contents, I can press tab, go to the toolbar, right? Do that kind of things. Okay. I can do shift tab. And shift tab has sometimes been the better way to move through the buttons on the toolbar. I, I don't know what that's all about. Again, it's something I need to explore further. Kindle making Windows 10 easy to see. Kindle making Windows so 10 easy. Button. Show notebook okay. button. Bookmark checkbox not and checked. We've been here before. Bookmark so I'm this not page. Keep doing that. Yeah, question. I thought you said something. Nope, not from here. Okay, <laughs> I'm hearing things. All right, so the first thing I want us to do will be how to how to search. Um. I'm not going to show you a table of contents. I guess I could, but that's kind of boring. And um, so uh, we've talked about a lot of this stuff. I'm, I'm going, I got ahead of my notes. So um, I'm going to show you, no, you know what? I'm going to show you how to copy text. This to me is one of the coolest things as a student. So let me tab back to my text. Show notebook button. Kindle making Windows 10 easy to see. Okay. Kindle. So I'm going to arrow down once. See right paren explain the difference between There's a question 
And let's pretend for a moment I want to copy these questions. I want to put them into just, a, just an, into Notepad, and that way I can study them. I'm going to cherry-pick some questions that I want. Or let's say I'm doing research and I need to pull a block of text out of here. Because this is where we are, I'm going to use these questions. So the one thing you cannot yet do with a Kindle book is set a mark. So to, to do the control windows K command. Not available in Kindle for place markers. Okay. Place markers are not yet available. I'm going to petition long and hard for one of those. I have a year and a half of college left to go. <laughs> but you can use the other selection commands uh, to copy to text. So, uh, you know, you, to move to the beginning of the text in this instance, uh, I'm going to try to get to the left end here because I want the whole line. I'm going to press the home command. Home. Okay, which is K chord on the Braille display or the home key on your keyboard. Um, then I can use JAW selection commands to, I can select by character, words, lines. Um, in this instance, I'm going to go ahead and uh, do line by line. Okay, so I'm just going to do um, uh, uh, shift down arrow. Selected. See right paren explain the difference. Selected. Plus C and control plus X. Selected. D right paren. What are the two key pieces of information? Selected. Needed by the left quote. Save as right quote dialog box. These. Selected. E right paren. What is the least number of keystrokes to move? Selected. The text cursor to the start of the second word on. Okay. This is where it starts getting kind of cool. So once I've selected my text, I'm going to press Control C or on my Braille display, Left Shift C on my focus. Kindle making Windows 10 easy to see. Kindle okay. making. Now, a, uh, a selection toolbar appears. <clears throat> and there's some different things I can do. Now, understand that the, the Kindle app is, is not just for us, and it's, it's, it's actually fairly powerful. Um, so there's some things, there's some choices I have, some checkboxes I can use. Pink highlight checkbox not checked. I can checked. highlight the selected text with pink, as if I had a pink uh, marker. Let me tab. Kindle making Windows 10 easy to see. Kindle um, making... Add note button. Add a note. Copy button. Okay, and I can copy, and that's the one I want. So I'm going to press button. I'm going to press space on the button. Space. Ronald's Kindle for PC 2 dash making now, Windows 10 easy to see. I know it's copied. My Braille display is returned to uh, the, the, the piece of the text. The second line of the document is what's on the Braille display. The second line of the document. Okay. So now let's go to an open uh, notepad. Window list. Dot I got one here. Nope. Okay. Well, Escape. Hot key for Kindle. opening notepad. All control P. Untitled dash notepad. Edit. So there's my notepad, and I'm going to paste this text that we just pulled out of this Kindle book with Control V, which is right sh uh, left shift V on my focus. Just in case you guys haven't discovered how good a friend the left shift is on your focus braille display. Pasted. So it's there. I'm going to move us up to the top. I'm going to press top of uh, file. Top. See right. Stop it from reading. Now I told you this is really cool. The way the Kindle app handles. Uh, copying and pasting text. So let me just let this read down, if you'll humor me for a minute. Um, watch this or listen to this. See right paren explain the difference between using control plus C and control plus X. D right paren what are the two key pieces of information needed by the left quote save as right quote dialog box. E right paren what is the least number of keystrokes to move the text cursor to this? 
the Let's try this again. Top. Don't know why my save as dialogue showed up, but it is par for the course. So let's go ahead and do the say all. We're going to read through these lines. And once again, I hope you humor me. See right paren explain the difference between using control plus C and control plus X. D right paren what are the two key pieces of information needed by the left quote save as right quote dialog box. E right paren what is the least number of keystrokes to move the text cursor to the start of the second word on Christensen, Quentin, making Windows 10 easy to see, 22 point, Kindle edition. Now, those of you who are listening to this text were yelling at your computers, that's part of the text, it isn't the save as dialog box. This means I'm not paying attention to context. So, let's Blank. arrow up. Left quote save as right quote dialog box. E right paren what is the least number of keystrokes to move the text cursor to the start of the second word on? Okay. And I, as you can tell, I only pulled a chunk of this. Save as dialog box as part of this question. So, you didn't really have to hear it twice. So, um, you heard the text. Then a blank. I'm going to arrow down. Blank. And at the bottom of this pasted block, we have... Christensen, Quentin, making Windows 10 easy to see, 22-point, Kindle edition. Christensen, comma, Quentin, <clears throat> excuse me, Christensen, comma, Quentin, period, making Windows 10 easier to see, period, 22-point, Kindle edition. So you've got the author, the date, and the title. If you've been a student any time in the past, this should holler footnote <laughs> or source citation. Um, I am I'm doing an MED uh, visual studies program, and we have to use APA style. And this is the information they want if you're citing a quotation. And Kindle very kindly grabs that for me and, and puts it into my target document. So... At least for me, this was really exciting when I first did this and saw it actually doing uh, my, my copy, and I, I pasted it in, and it dropped in my citation info. So I thought it was pretty slick. Okay, now I'm easily pleased, perhaps. <laughs> so now let's try doing a search. Kindle making Windows 10 easy to see. Kindle Taking making us back to Kindle, and we're going to Shift-Tab until we reach the search button. Turtle bar, show notebook button, bookmark checkbox not, full screen button, view options checkbox not checked, change, go to checkbox not checked, sync button, library button, Kindle making Windows 10 easy to search button, collapsed. <clears throat> Excuse me. There it is. So we're going to press space to invoke it. Space, building search index dot dot dot, building search index dot dot dot. Search edit. Okay, so it had to build a search index. It went and looked at the book. Um, I'm not quite sure what to search for. Let's just search for the word uh, desktop. And I can hope it's in there. Now, I've, I've entered the text, D-E-S-K-T-O-P. I don't have key echo on. Sorry, I have mine set up for word echo. Um, so once I've entered my search string, I'll wait a moment or two. And list results should appear. Now, Braille doesn't currently um, display the list. Speech does. So you're going to have to resort to speech um, to use this. I, I guess you could use uh, speech output mode. I have not done that. Desktop. Okay. Desktop. So now I'm going to press tab. Search results list box of tablets. 
laptops and desktop PCs, covering topics including location. So there's my search results. I'll shift tab. 87 matches found. So if you tab, you've got to tab and shift tab, sort of like we did when uh, we were looking at the uh, show or hide uh, notebook button. You've got to tab away and tab back. So now we've got 87 matches found edit desktop. 87 matches for desktop. And if I press down arrow. Desktop. Desktop. <laughs> now, this is a bit ambiguous because it's just the words desktop. 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 So let's go ahead and press enter and go to one of these 87 results. Okay. Let me tab over. Search results list box of tablets, laptops, and desktop PCs. Covering top Windows layout 7.2, the desktop 7.3. Oh, there we go. Sorry. All right, I'm going to explain what I did. So I did the right thing the first time. Um, when I did my search, I tabbed once, and you heard the Windows desktops, all the things we just heard again. Then I shifted tab back to see 87 matches. Okay. Um, you can tell I don't use this often. My apologies. When you tab away from the search string, that first tab, it actually puts you in the results. The number of matches shows back up where the search string was, and I was thinking I could uh, I could arrow down from there. So that's pretty bad. So let's go ahead and do this uh, backwards. 87 matches found edit. So 87, 87 matches are found. The edit field indicates that's my search string desktop. So you enter the search string. I'm just going to repeat this so it's clear. You enter the search string. Give it. A moment or two to compile your list if there's nothing then it's a very short list in this case it was 87 different um, uses of desktop within the book then tab one time search results list box windows layout 7.2 the desktop 7.3 the start menu now you're hearing our results and it's starting to read down through them i stopped it by pressing control or in this case i pressed right shift on the focus display let's arrow down once is considering owning a desktop PC left paren personal computer right paren location 260. Now, remember we talked about moving to a location or moving to a page uh, when we went to the, the, the go check that we could invoke the, the go to command? It's telling us the locations. So at location 260, we have a use of the word desktop. So we could, if we could remember that, you guys probably can't. I do not. My forgetter is much better than my memory. Um, we could actually move to that spot uh, by entering that location number. Let me press down arrow again. Period. Device types and options. Desktop computer, whether Windows PC or takeout with you. Desktop computers don't need to make location 373. Options. Being stationary. Desktop PCs are able to have location 375. So we're getting just a little tag of the sentence and then the location is tacked on. Now, as I said a moment ago, to go to that location, you just press enter. And time goes by. <laughs> blank button, but blank, 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 blank. I'm going to tab. Reader sidebar toolbar. Button, button, button. Here we go. Kindle make ergonomic to sit and work it for longer now, periods. Now, when you get to the location, what I have found, and you notice you had to tab and shift tab back to refresh this. This doesn't always happen to me. Um, when we did our demo, with ACB communities, Larry, you'll probably remember, and I think Myrna was there too, um, it popped right to it, and I was using the iBook. So I probably should have stuck with the book I knew better. 
Um, I haven't done searches in the uh, making Windows 10. Uh, uh, boy, I just lost the title. Anyway, so let's arrow up. Page 1 through 1. Up correctly. A highlight desktop workstation is also the most. There we go. You heard it say highlight at the word desktop because it is highlighted. So when you go to a result, you've done a search. You press enter and get to your result. You may have to tab once and shift tab to see the uh, the text to get the uh, the text field to show up correctly. You'll need to up arrow once or twice is what I find to be the norm. And that's where you'll find your, your highlight. It puts it on the screen with another line or two of text below it. So you're your actual cursor is, is down a couple of lines. So I had to up arrow to it. Let me take a moment, ask if there's any questions. We're kind of rolling through the hour here. Sharon Bishop. Sharon Bishop. I don't know if this is appropriate, but um, I'm, I'm just getting into Kindle. My mm-hmm. question is, if you have a, com- uh, a book on your computer, can you save it to your focus and take it and read it you know, if you go in somewhere or something? That is a great question. The focus itself, the scratch pad on the focus is pretty dumb. It doesn't read Kindle books. But what you can do, do you carry an iPhone or an Android phone? Yes, an iPhone. Okay. There's, a, there's, a, there's a really accessible Kindle app on the iPhone, and it's perfectly happy to let you read Braille uh, using the Kindle app on your iPhone. Just uh, do mCord to mute the speech and read away because it will... I, I I did it a lot. It works very well. I read some science fiction that way. I, I, oh, yay. <laughs> I'm guilty of reading a lot of brain candy, <laughs> but it'll work for you, and your display will, will link with it. You can keep your phone in your uh, pocket, backpack, purse, whatever, coat, and uh, and just sit and read your Kindle books, and it will remember where you left off. And as I said earlier, in fact, if you want to read using both your, your PC, whatever flavor you may have, and your Braille display and your phone, just use that sync command and make sure they stay in step. Oh, cool. Awesome. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Thanks for this being here. This is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Anybody else? Okay, let's go to a phone user, area code 518. Whoops. Oklahoma, right? Is, is 518 Oklahoma or am I way off? No, 518 Albany, New York. See, I'm it's way Mary off. Beth. Hi, who is this? Mary Beth oh, moved okay. to Oklahoma just for this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just so I can prove you're right. Exactly. Okay, it's probably five. Yeah, I'll start paging tomorrow morning. Uh, uh, no, that's Massachusetts, I think. Wow, um, I'm impressed. Okay, two two quick questions. You you mentioned that when you do the search, um, it does the uh, the braille display doesn't show the results. When does the braille kick back in? That's my first oh, question. Whenever my I second tab. quick question. When I did the shift tab to find out the number of matches, that was in Braille. Yes. It's just when I went to oh, the, the okay. list of matches, it was blank. You know. And, and when you do the footnotes thing, does it also show um, the page number in it? Uh, let's go back and take a quick peek. Edit. Oh, I don't want to divert you too much. That's okay. Quentin, oh, making I'm easily Windows. distracted, and that's not a bad thing. Quentin making Windows Can you tell 10? I was an English major in college and graduate school? <laughs> yeah, it, it just says 22-point uh, Kindle edition. I have had pages Kindle like making the iBook because I had to do some, some class stuff, mm-hmm. and I believe I got page numbers there. I, I, I'd have to do it, and we don't have time for me to oh, really no, go okay. and, and practically play with it. But... Um, oh, let you. me let me qualify by saying I believe it does um, if they're embedded like that, which they should be. So okay, thanks. Yep. Okay, uh, Carla is next. 
Hi, I'm really enjoying this. Um, I've been thinking about whether it'd be a good idea to, you know, to get involved with Kindle. But I had a question, and I hope mm -hmm. this isn't an inappropriate one, but I'm going to ask it anyhow. Would these things work with a Braille Note Touch Plus? Can you do Kindle on a Braille well, Note Touch Plus? And is that, I don't know if it's JAWS that speaks on that or it, what. I'm a little it confused. is not. It, the Touch Plus is a humanware product, so... I'm going to answer your question, and then tomorrow morning I may be looking for a job. No, that's not true. Um, <laughs> the The Touch Plus is an Android device, and um, I know Myrna and there are some others who are Touch Plus users on board, and I'm pretty certain that there's you can get the Kindle app from the Play Store, and it should run it should run on the Touch Plus without a lot of issues. But I am shooting from the hip with that answer because I don't actually support that product. But if you use the Touch. You know how you can use it as a Braille display? Do yeah. the paste and things work? I mean, could you? Well, you're, you're, yeah, we're talking apples and shovels, okay? Okay. When it's, when it's acting as a terminal, when it's acting as a terminal, let's say with your PC, then it's going to act just like you heard it act here. I, I am assuming that the functionality is available when you're using your, um, your Touch Plus's Braille keyboard to do things. And it that all should work, okay? Um when you're using it with the touch plus running the Android version of the Kindle app, I don't know. I know I have not figured out how to copy and paste things using my iPhone. That app just doesn't give you that option. The, the PC version does. So I, I can't speak categorically to what you can do with the Android version of the Kindle app. I can tell you I'm fairly confident. And again, this is outside of my sphere of expertise um, you can probably use the Android's version of the Kindle app and read the books anyways. I don't know whether they provide you, you Braille output or anything. And you can use it with other Braille displays that aren't necessarily the focus. And it'll do it uh, with your PC. With the PC, this is universal sort of. Yeah, well, any, anything that'll let you use your, well, any Braille display, it'll run with Windows, um, you okay. know, and, and whatever your screen reader of choice is, whether it's JAWS or NVDA, I, I can't speak to whether you could do it with Guide or you know, Guide Connect or something like that. But with your two mainstream screen readers, um, three counting uh, narrator, it should it should work. And I qualify that because, again, my my sphere of expertise is is the Vespero, the Vespero Braille products. But right. you know, as I understand how the other guys are doing stuff, it it should work for you. Okay, thank you so so mm. much. You're welcome. Hey, this is Alan. I'm going to, I'm going to jump in with my question with my Marsha decides if she <laughs> okay. ever pressed the got it button or not. Uh, that got me. I think, that's I, for sure. I, I think I heard, I think I heard you said, say at the beginning mm -hmm. that the Kindle, that the Kindle for the PC, uh, that JAWS works well for books that have enhanced typesetting. If it I'm calling that right. To, yeah, yeah. It must have an enhanced typesetting. And that, I do, guess, do, do that you have a sense for how many of those have enhanced uh, typesetting? <laughs> That's, I have I no guess. idea, but I found all yeah. kinds of books. Um, I but have, you're finding, I mean, even like, as you call brain candy stuff, it has it too, and you're, uh, all kind of books you're finding, not just Yeah, what is that one you, you heard there, The Larger Universe? I've opened that and read a little bit of it, and I got speech and Braille both. It worked fine. Absolutely. Okay. okay. Well, I, I, that's good. I, and I, I, I want to keep expect, a man from his brain candy, that's for sure. I, 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 yeah, I don't expect <laughs> you to know how many things have enhanced typesetting. You yeah, said, yeah, I thought, oh, golly, I have no answer for that question. <laughs> okay, thanks, Ryan. You're doing a great job. Sure. appreciate it. No problem, Alan. Okay, not hearing anything from Marsha. Looks like Jane is up. 
So I noticed in the search, um, I am surprised it's not real time. Like you would have to keep pressing tab and shift tab. Um, God, I hope it right, tells because, you the because it's the because results. it's not refreshing. Oh, you get well, no, you heard the results. All yeah, hundred and whatever, eighty-seven of them. <laughs> um, they're okay. there. Labar. They're still there. Shown. You know, um, but. Again, what's happening is there's a change and Jaws isn't seeing it for whatever reason. That's something okay. I'll report, and, and uh, then, they should be able to fix that. Okay. And then when you do find the search results, can you do? Can you write your own notes? How does that work? There is a notes feature. I haven't messed with it, but yes, I can. I can drop stuff into flashcards. It looks like I can write notes um, into the notebook. It's not something I've played with. Um, I at this point during you know, off work hours. I, I should do it during work and I, I will play with that. We've got, we're all going to CSUN, maybe slow times. I'll mess with it more. Um, but, you know, when I'm actually looking at textbooks and doing kind of school related stuff, I haven't taken the time to, to experiment with notes. I, I build, as I kind of indicated, I build my notes in notepad and that way they're there and they're ready to go. The other reason I don't, I, I, I saw tonight as we were playing with this, you can export the notes. Um, I haven't built notes or made the attempt because I wanted them outside of Kindle. So I'll have to play with exporting them. It could be pretty handy. So that's that's not much of an answer for you. I apologize. Can you keep okay. the notes in two places? You can export them outside of the Kindle and keep them wherever they were before? That's what it looks like. Yeah, it looks wow. like they, they will stay there. Plus, you can export them. And you could probably export them as you keep adding more and more to them. You could do it again. Nice. You know? So let's look at bookmarks really quickly. Kindle making Windows 10 easy to okay. up correctly. A memory or a bigger hard drive, it's easier and cheaper to upgrade if you want more. I'm just going to make a bookmark right here. And all I have to do is press Control-D like Delta. So this is very familiar if you're playing around on the Internet. So Control-D. Control-D. And what I'm going to do now is I'm going to, I'm going to uh, press Shift-Tab. Turtle bar. Show notebook button. Enter. Bookmark checkbox checked. You bookmark that, this page. Yes. Enter. You. So bookmark this page is checked. That's the other way to do it is to, to navigate around using tab or shift tab until you get into uh, this menu, uh, the sidebar menu, and you can actually press checkbox here and it will it will bookmark that spot. Full screen button. Okay. View full screen. Enter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now remember. Bookmark show notebook button. Show notebook button. I went the wrong way. I need to show the notebook that brings up our notes and highlights panel. I'll press spacebar. Space. Kindle making Windows 10 easy to see. Hiccups for a second. Let's shift tab. Kindle making Windows 10 full screen button. View options checkbox. Go to checkbox. Sync button. Back button. Library button. Export notes and highlights. Control plus alt plus E button. Button. <laughs> Kindle button. making Windows 10. Export to flashcard. Kindle making Windows 10 easy to see. 87 matches found edit. There's still our search. I haven't closed it. Reader sidebar toolbar. Flashcards button. Search button. Ex table of contents button. 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 This is... Toolbar. Hide notebook button. Bookmark checkbox checked. Bookmark this. Hide notebook button. Yeah. Book Full screen button. View options checkbox. This to me... Go to checkbox. Was the sync button toughest Synced deal? Back button. And I'm not finding it now. I'm Library take a button. Lot of your time Export. The my panel that we went over multiple times until I closed it. Um, the highlights, notes, and highlights panel button. should button. have my info. Button. button. Kin 
I'm going to try something. F6. Kindle making Windows 10 easy to see. Kindle making F6. Windows Choose 10 to easy see. to see. Toolbar. Library button. Back to library control plus alt plus L. Enter. Speakers will provide you yeah. with the best F6. Toolbar. Well, my apologies. This worked for me as I was, uh, I was practicing. You should be able to do your bookmark. Be sure you show the notebook. Remember that button. Back button. Sync button. Go to checkbox. View options. Full screen bu bookmark check. Hide notebook button. This one. Okay. Um, hide notebook button is showing. Space. And then bookmark I check it. full screen. And you should be able to shift check. tab and it Go shows to check up. Okay. Sync button. So I won't belabor Back this. button. But what you should have when you show the bookmark is that panel should show up and there will be a, a vertical list and any place that you have put a bookmark is available to you. There's also a filter option, and you can filter it to show only bookmarks, only items that you've put a star by. There's, there's a bunch of ways to mark stuff up. Um, I was really excited to have made that work. I wanted to show it to you, and obviously <laughs> it's not. So that's okay. Uh, play with it at your leisure. It's not real difficult, uh, and it, it does work, just not for me tonight. Go Ma ahead, Marsha. Marsha's here. Go ahead, Marsha. Yeah, I was just saying that I love the Kindle for PC and use it on my focus braille display. All hey, how's your how's your bookmarks time. work? Does what? your bookmark bookmarks work for you? Yeah. Okay. So what did I do wrong here? I'm not I, really sure. I just oh. got to. <laughs> I did the Control D. I, sh I did the Show Notebook button, and there is no Notes and Highlights panel. Yeah, that's yeah. I've, I've seen that too because I too just like just like you am a visual learner. Uh, you bet. Yeah. Okay. Well, it works for see. It works for Marsha too, just not for me right this second. <laughs> okay. What was your question? Or were you just saying how do? You... Well, um, there was no particular question. I was just uh, looking at this thing and going, oh. I understand. This is what I do all the time, and so there I'm just go. letting you know. Yeah, this. So this I'm, was nothing new I just, for you. Uh, I just graduated from Full Sail University, February. Oh, Congratulations! 3rd. Uh, I'm just graduated, so good. Uh, when I finally decided, you know, that I could actually use Kindle for PC because it wasn't letting me do it for a while because it was, ah. it was doing this business of. You know, you'd go and you'd install it and everything, mm. and it would crash. It's been quite an adventure. Figure the last four years. Um, I think Jaws twenty eighteen, the original twenty eighteen version, uh, was when we first introduced, um, you know, Jaws's ability to to work with Kindle's Kindle without having to download external plugins or something. There was there was a process you had to go through. And as Kindle was was brought forward and Microsoft kind of worked that out for Windows, um, it got easier and easier. So if you look at the last four builds, four or five builds of JAWS, um, you know, the, the things you can do have progressed over time. It was very basic at first, and, and now it's much better. And, and much finally, more seamless. I had to let Ira, uh, you know, just sure. install it through um, TeamViewer because um, yeah, yeah. it just – it just wasn't, and I finally said, yeah, "Okay, you, you yeah, this is what I back. first." Uh, and um, you know, I didn't mess with Android because I use the uh, 
uh, Kindle on the iPhone. Sure. As well. Absolutely. Well, I'm glad (laughs) you were here, and congratulations on the graduation, Marsha. That's great. (laughs) Thanks. Thanks, Marsha. Ron, before we close, why don't you give your contact information? I would be happy to do that. If I was smart, I'd have put it into the chat field, too. But I didn't, so I'll give it to you. Um, you, you people are welcome to contact me by email. That's, that's really the best way, especially now as we come into spring and summer. We've got conferences, some of them actually in real life, which I'm really looking forward to. I, I don't mind doing Zoom, um, but I'll tell you, it's hard to demo Braille on Zoom. People's arms aren't long enough. Amen. That's right. So, you know, when, when there's conferences and things, um, you know, I, I hope to be there and, and, and get some face-to-face time with everybody. So I can be contacted via email, and the email is rmiller, that's just the letter R, like Ron, M-I-L-L-E-R, at Vispero, that's V-I-S-P-E-R-O, Vispero, dot com. Miller at Vispero.com, and you'll reach me. Very good. Good presentation. Lots of fun. And Kindle is uh, new to a lot of us, especially with the Jaws influence. So I'm glad that you were here to talk about it. Yeah, glad to do it. I'm yeah. sorry for the hiccups. That's okay. <laughs> As yep. usual, I don't think we've ever had a seamless presentation. The hiccups will be gone when it's heard again. Oh, I know. I, I get emails from people saying, it's so nice to hear you have problems like we do. Yeah, we all do. It never goes smoothly, but it always goes, and people are very forgiving, so that's great. They are, and they either say it'll either go smoothly or you'll go away. And And somebody else will come. That's (laughs) right. That's right. Well, good. We, this was a this was a cool retread. We remember we first did this. I think it was January sixth. It was. You looked it up too, was, did you? I did because yeah. I had to report on it to my boss. Ah. <laughs> I have to justify my existence. You do. Well, I'm yeah. I'm glad so far it's worked out for you. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Um, after after 22 years, I'd hate to have to leave. <laughs> and I really enjoy the job I do now. I, I enjoyed I enjoyed product management. Don't get me wrong, but. This really is cool. I love talking to people, meeting with people, sure. doing that kind of stuff. Sure. Well, yeah. some of us will look forward to seeing you at CSUN in just a few That's weeks. That's right. That's we'll right. Just a couple of weeks. Wow. Yeah. Don't forget, lunch or dinner or something. Man. Absolutely. We're going to work it out. We cool. will do that. Yeah. All right. And well, next week. Next week. Uh, we're still working on next week. We don't have it confirmed yet. And we've got a lot of March and April taken care of. But if you've got ideas for us. Whether you're listening to us in person here or via ACB radio or from the uh, Accessible World Archives, if you have ideas, let us know. Get in touch with us, and uh, and we'll try and put those things together for you as well. And in the meantime, thanks so much for being with us, and join us next week for more in March. Wow, already on Tech Talk. All Thank right, you, guys. Night, everybody. We'll see, see you in May. Okay. Good night, everybody. All right. Thanks, Michael. Thank you.